Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast about Chinese booming horse market. I'm your host Zoe King, founder and CEO of Wonder Horse from Shanghai, discovering the wonder of horse world. Hi everyone, this is Sophie speaking. I am a brand PR of Shangxia, which is an Oriental luxury brand. Tonight, I'm so glad to join Zoe in this episode. Hi Sophie, welcome to the show. Do you still work from home? Yes, actually, I have been working from home for the past months. But you know what? I'm kind of enjoy working at home because there's no need to spend time on transportation. And I have more control on my own schedule. Totally. As a matter of fact, recent studies show that 15% millennials already work remotely, and globally, over 17% of all workers telecommute. Work from home is becoming very popular. Most people believe that it is a good way to find work-life balance. Yes,、uh, with the outbreak of coronavirus. Many corporates have、uh, experienced their first attempt on working remotely. Many have discovered that softwares like Webinar, Zoom, Skype, and Ding Ding、uh, is very useful. Currently, we are using WeChat call or Skype for communicating.、Uh, myself, I personally prefer Zoom. It is very user friendly. And the founder Eric Yuan is a Chinese-born American billionaire businessman. Yeah, I heard of him and his story on creating Zoom, which is very fascinating. In today's China story, we also have a very impressive Chinese-American lady who is passionate for equestrian lifestyle and fashion. But before that, let's start with China Club section. Beijing Dashing Equestrian Club is funded by Mrs. Li Jing. She entered the equestrian industry out of her love for her daughter Zhu Meimei, who, as the top young Chinese jumper, competes in international competitions on behalf of the Chinese national team. Soon, Mrs. Li approached Germany's most experienced and well-known show jumper Ludger Bergmann. Their collaboration was started in co-developing the concept of organizing an equestrian show at the Bird's Nest, which became Longjin Beijing Masters. Their long-standing trust for each other has also led to the creation of Longjin World Equestrian Academy, located in the Dashing Equestrian Stable, in the north part of Beijing. The stable and the academy are only open to members, not to public. Zoe, you have told us in the previous episode that the Longjin's Global Champions Tour in Shanghai has been postponed till October twenty third to twenty fifth. How about another important equestrian competition, the Longjin's Beijing Masters in Bursnest? Longjing Beijing Masters is a four-day jumping competition, FEI three-star level. Since 2009, the competition has been taking place in Chinese National Stadium, aka the Bird's Nest. Since 2012, the operation team of Xiao Aken Horse Show 
joined in the organization by providing integrated solutions, including international resources, technical support, marketing experiences. This year, Longjin Beijing Masters is going to be held from September 10 to 12 for the 10th edition. The organizer has the ambition to turn the competition arena into grass surface instead of sand. It will be the only jumping competition in China to be held in such condition. As the competition dates are scheduled for the second half of the year, it will unlikely be affected by the epidemic outbreak. Meanwhile, the sponsoring and exhibition programs have been launched by the organizer. However, they may have to suspend the tournament dedicated to select young talents for the finals this year. In today's China Q and A, we got a question by Angela from Germany. So I'm gonna just ask for her. Zoe, I subscribed to this premier package of your podcast, and I really enjoy receiving the newsletter with the full transcript. As well as the marketing and recent update on Chinese market, I got so much useful information that I cannot find anywhere else. It really helps me to have a better perspective of Chinese equestrian industry. Thank you for that. In your last newsletter, you have mentioned that most of the equestrian clubs in China have been reopened. I would like to know more about that. Thank you. Yeah. This week, almost all equestrian clubs in China, except for Wuhan and Hubei Province, are reopened for their members. Gradually, they may accept no member public. However, control and prevention measures were put in place on a daily basis. First, the number of riders is limited to avoid crowding. All group lessons are only available for those riders who pass their quarantine periods. Secondly, everyone who enters the club area will be required to register personal contact information and temperature. It is getting warm and sunny everywhere. Spring has come. The absolute priority for equestrian clubs is to get back their riders on the saddle as soon as possible. At the same time. All regional and national equestrian competitions remain suspended until further instruction. Chinese Equestrian Association is adjusting their annual competition schedule. Originally, twenty-one national jumping competitions were programmed for this year. More information relating to Daxing Equestrian Club and Longjin Beijing Masters are available in the newsletter. We send to our premium package members. Zoe, sounds like our audience really appreciate the premium subscription package of our podcast. Can you remind us how to subscribe? Sure, you can go to our website www.wonder-horse.com/podcast. The annual subscription fee is only one hundred eight euros. To keep you ahead in doing business with China, seems to me a very reasonable investment to broaden our horizon on the market. I enjoy particularly the China story section on your show, but sometimes I cannot take note on the names and figures mentioned by our guests during the podcast. 
that's the moment I feel the necessity to have the full transcript to read afterwards. Besides, you push an additional editor's note on the transcript, which is very useful to have. Absolutely, I strongly recommend downloading the transcripts as a mini report for every episode. For example, my guest today, Melissa Liu, creator and CEO of Ella, share very insightful information on Chinese equestrian market, especially on equipment. It will be great to have the whole interview in writing. And read it again. Awesome. Let's listen to Melissa's China story. Hello, Melissa. How's it going? Ah,、uh, very good. Hi, Zoe. How are you? I'm pretty good too. Thank you for accepting our interview in today's China story. Melissa, you are ride horse rider, very passionate for horses, and you create your own brand, Ella, which stands for Equestrian Lifestyle Luxury Art. Can you tell us more about your brand and your experience in China? Well, thank you so much, Zoe, for inviting me to your program. I really do appreciate it.、Um, in addition to specializing in brand consulting and special projects such as the thirty million U.S. dollar Valios project, where I was an advisor to the internal team for their store design and brand strategies,、uh, I would love to share about the concept of Ella.、Uh, started with my own personal passion for horses, and my concept with the purpose of sharing the equestrian lifestyle, essentially curating like the best of the equestrian world through our.、China. China and U.S. businesses.、Uh, we achieve this through sharing the latest trends from around the world in fashion, decor, and design, and help companies successfully land their brands into the China markets. So, to share some background, we were the first to bring leading and specialty equestrian brands. Firstly, there was no understanding of top brands, appreciation, or choice. You only saw average and mass-produced things. What I wanted to do was share the lifestyle concept through showcasing exclusive products from my own high standard criteria, based on style, craftsmanship, and technical performance.、Mm-hmm. Secondly, I was starting from scratch. At the time, in an emerging market and promoting brands that were completely new and unknown to China,、mm-hmm. again, these brands were launched by us, and few at that time fully understood our message of sharing equestrian lifestyle, or even believed in the value of bringing the cream of equestrian brands. People didn't know any better because there was no choice or have any understanding of safety certifications or anything like that. So additional things we faced, as you know, when penetrating the China market itself can be complex, especially when facing challenges. What I call landing the brand in a new market for the first time,、mm-hmm. and end consumers that have either no or low brand recognition. So on top of this, the demand in the equestrian space now,、mm, compared to when we started in 2006, was quite different than the landscape today. So we had to understand consumer psychology, and again, in respect, when you have low brand recognition and having to educate in the equestrian lifestyle space and what it was about. So the equestrian sport was new and just emerging. So how do you get people to adopt or even make the leap to even cross over? Were real challenges to overcome, and things like the limitations of being in a young and niche market where the infrastructure, like organized shows and professional facilities. We're also emerging. 
phrase. As you say, Melissa, uh, knowing your audience and knowing the Chinese writers are, is very important in your business for a brand to uh, land in China market. So I know you have a store in Beijing inside Equus International Equestrian Club. Can you tell us more about that? And now, especially now, uh, with the coronavirus outbreak, how how is going? And uh, what's the measures you have taken to overcome the difficulty? I think this is a very hot topic and a great question, Zoe, uh, because the coronavirus has severely impacted our business. I can say directly, as well as the whole country. And this means since Chinese New Year back in January, we've remained closed. So during this time, as our storefront remains closed and our staff is either working from home or working on projects that are non-customer facing, you know, we're we're trying to come up with other things that we can be more productive, like everything from house cleaning, inventory management, and organizing to new software implementations we've invested in. But of course, at the key, we're continuing to build on our online stores and marketing. Yeah. So this continues to be a a learning experience for me as well. And, and though, though we be already began investing in, dif in different um, online channels, uh, for example, we sell off our own official online website. We have our own WeChat store, Tallball store. We work with other third-party platforms uh, like Suku and Amazon. Um, and so we're, we're continuing to learn from these experiences because I know the online space continues to have a lot of potential. And also our customers are also very, very specific because uh, our primary customers are, of course, horse riding enthusiasts, um, people who ride professionals and things like that. So, so really how to connect with them, I think it really also goes back to relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, so done is we've kind of created specific special like personalized uh online online how would you say groups mm -hmm. where we're actually communicating with our clients mainly actually through wechat it's really through a lot of personal reaching out and creating these small groups which i have to say have uh generated a lot of interaction mm -hmm. um with our with our customers melissa you've been in china for many years and uh, you have seen many changes in terms of equestrian facilities, numbers of riders growing, and the behavior of riders, quality of competition, etc., etc. What's your outlook for the future? The crossover to online and new technology, I think, from this from this point in time will be embraced much faster than it would have been. Um, and just across industries, like when you see businesses working remotely and automation and, you know, the trend word now is called social distancing. So I think for our specifically in our business space, I mean, these are like macro things, which um, I think a lot of these kind of, we call it like tech driven innovations, you know, um, cause originally my hometown is from Silicon Valley. So always kind of just, looking out to see what can actually really be applied to our business because the reality is is we offer a very um kind of curated um high-end experience and so what i do like is um the the opportunity to have a relationship and connection when like people come in i really value that relationship i like being able to talk to people but um, I don't like the coldness of just everything, how would you say, too um, automated either. So I find for for sure we want to integrate like more online and these like tech-driven innovations into our business going forward. But at the same time, I think finding that balance for us will be also um, 
of course, like a growing process and talents of, of, of doing that well, because we don't want to lose touch with um, that personal experience. So thank you very much, Melissa. Today you are in Silicon Valley and I'm in Shanghai. We are connecting to each other via the WeChat video call. We are embracing the digital society, but I do hope that we will see each other soon, face to face, and sit down, have a cup of coffee. I I do think that it's much better. Oh, for sure. I I look forward to when we can at least meet in person again, and of course have、uh, maybe a milk tea together.、Yeah. And、um, I, I appreciate it. Thank you so much again for letting me share some of my thoughts, and I wish you so much success on your show. Thank you very much. Take care. See you soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye, Zoe. Zoe, I have went to Ella's mini program to check on all the products. They are very selectively exquisite and stylish. I really love it. Yes, every product is handpicked by Melissa. I hope their online sales are doing well. For sure. Well, it has been fun to talk with you tonight. Great. Thanks for hanging out today. Let's grab a coffee one of these days. Oh, I do miss sitting outdoor, enjoying the sunshine. Awesome! See you soon, then. See you. Bye. This podcast is produced by Wonder Horse Equine Business Solution Provider and Bespoke Platform for Chinese Equine Community. I'm your host Zoe Qin. See you next Monday on China Horse Business.